Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am very well, and you? I'm doing good. It was a fun Super Bowl last night. Great game till the last minute mm. and 54 seconds. You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really care too much about each, but I kind of decided I wanted the Eagles to win as we were going through the game. Yeah. Well, I didn't really have much of a dog in this hunt, yeah. but I was rooting for the Chiefs because of the Patrick Mahomes connection, Texas Tech. Oh, it was a great game. Yes, but game. the other quarterback is also a Texas guy. Know, you but, keep forgetting that. Yeah, but he played for Alabama, and as a Buckeye, you know, he beat us. So, oh, he did? Yes, yeah, so I hold a grudge against him. Oh. So, right. I didn't know that, but he did go to high school. Both the quarterbacks, at least, grew up in mm-hmm. playing football in yeah. Texas. Okay, yeah. Um, Anyways. But it was a great game. It, it was, was fun. a great game, but just, you know, the last, that, <clears throat> that one call kind of ruined the whole thing. Well, not ruined it. It but didn't ruin it, but... Soured it. Soured anyways. it. So. We had a similar experience at State. <laughs> yes, we did. That was such a bummer. Remember, yes, it was... Uh, it was that same call. Oh, my gosh. It was an ineligible man downfield on yep. the other side. I mean, come on. On the other just, side. Yeah, they don't often call it. They don't that, always call it, and they didn't have to call this one either, right? No, they totally... Yeah. Uh, mm. That ruined it. Oh, okay. well. Oh, well. So I'm enough of the Super Bowl. Yes. But let's see. We have other big news. If you haven't heard yet, which I'm sure you have, Sam has picked a college. That's right. He's going to West Point. He's going to go play football for Army. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah, we're so really we have to excited say about that. Beat Navy. That's right. That's go Army, beat Navy. Yeah. Anyways, everybody's excited. We're excited. Um, now we're just going through the formal process. He's committed and he's in and everything, but he actually has to go through the formal process Mm -hmm. of writing a few essays, getting his physical and medical up to speed for for military. Yeah, and he has to do, I guess, the... uh the, the the physical that thing well there's like the medical physical yeah and then the, you also yeah. have to do show athletic ability right uh, and so they have to record him doing these really old school things like <laughs> like throwing a basketball so many yards or something well his friend um, that's going to air force he's already helped him record all that and stuff so it's funny yeah. i mean they say the football players aren't going to have a problem with it no obviously. no but it's just funny it's like you know, I know. it's clearly out of the 1950s it's clearly crazy yeah and then you and i got to figure out like uh, you know when he needs to go report for duty and all these other things yeah well so, we know yeah. it's july and Yep, and all that stuff. The, uh, but also, David had his birthday. Yes, he so did. So he got his driver's That's license right. on Friday. On Friday. And so he's very, very excited. And he's mm-hmm. uh, so he got his driver's license on Friday, which means that he got one of the old cars is like now his. And then the next day, he was out there washing it and vacuuming it inside <laughs> and out, which he has never done in his life. So it's uh, amazing. Not how a car, but he actually keeps owner. his room quite tidy. No, but I mean yes. the car. He's a tidy you know. child. Yeah. Uh, the car, so, yes. He was out there and he had Matthew how, helping him. Uh, so mm-hmm. ownership really changes the way you look at things. Yeah. You know? yeah. So he has the car I was driving. I now have a new car. That's right. Well, it's not new, but it's new to me. New to us. Super psyched. It's a very nice mm-hmm. car. Yeah. So. so we're happy about that. And... Um, See what else? what else, and then uh, we've got a new praise band leader, so that's exciting. So they, yep, they Joey's stepping on, up. Yeah, our guitarist Joey Gabber stepped up, so that's great. Mm-hmm, they sound amazing. Yep. And oh, and Ellie's coming home this weekend. Yes, that's so right. That's Ellie's good. We have. A, I'm going to go pick Ellie up from UT on Friday. She doesn't actually come, even though she's so close. We don't see her much because she, well, she's pre med. She's got a lot of mm-hmm. stuff going on, and she also has a job and. Two jobs. She actually has a TA and right. she works at the gym. So she's never really yeah. available. But this weekend she got her shifts off yeah. and stuff. So she's going to come And her home. brother took over her room. So she doesn't really have a place anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. yeah well, we're, yes. That. When everybody yeah. comes home, we are now lacking. We're all scrambling. But yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the way it goes. Okay. But what we really need to get to today is 
the class because on Wednesday night it was so much information. By which you mean it was so awesome and you loved every minute of it? <laughs> By which I mean I don't even literally remember the topic oh, at this honey. point because I know it was after the Divided Kingdom. Right. But it was just like boom, 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 boom. Well, it was a lot because, you know, we had that ice storm the week before. So we had to do two uh, two classes oh, in one week. you did that was two. Part of it, yeah. You did two. I didn't realize that. Because if I get off schedule, then we're not going to finish until oh my July goodness. or something Oh, my like goodness. That. Oh, so you did two lessons. Yeah, I did no two wonder. in one. Okay. So that, that was part of it, right? And what, yeah, what were the topics again? Uh, so the, the basic idea, so uh, the basic idea was looking at the history of the southern kingdom from the collapse of the northern kingdom all the way to the exile in Babylon, right. which is a okay. period of almost 200 years. Right, because the southern kingdom holds on for a little bit longer. Yeah, so the southern kingdom, you know, the, also called Judah, mm-hmm. so is the one ruled by the house of David. They lasted much longer than the northern kingdom, mm-hmm. but they eventually collapsed as well. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, it's it's one of those things where you, uh, I spend a lot of time preparing for class and I put a lot of thought into what I'm going to say, but often it's not until you preach it or until t- you teach it that you're like, oh, I should have said this, right? Right. Well, that's the thing with having to do everything weekly, preaching mm. or teaching weekly. Like, yeah. you just have to get it done. So I have a scheme that I think might work a little bit better now. Oh, wow. So, okay. What's so, the scheme? Uh, so here's kind of the, 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 the scheme is we're going to look at four kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of father, son, father, son. Okay. And the, the, the pattern is good, bad, good, bad. Oh. All right. So it's interesting. It's right? easy. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I wish I thought about this earlier. <laughs> uh, and, and kind of the intro is, my, my intro for the whole thing is that remember this is, uh, especially this part of the Old Testament, which is sort of the second half of the Old Testament. It's got, it's uh, spiritual history. <clears throat> it's the history of God and his people. But it's written on the stage of real life politics yeah. and real life history, imperial history. Mm-hmm. And so, if you know what was going on uh, in the world at that time politically, uh, then the spiritual side makes more sense. Okay. All right. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm yeah. getting today. Right. Got it. So again, we have bad, bad, good, bad, good. So we'll start with this, the story of four kings. Uh, we start with the bad king Ahaz. So this is about very the year, bad, very bad king. Not not Ahab. But Ahaz. Right? Oh, Ahab. I was thinking. Yeah. Is he the one married to Jezebel? Who's, yeah, who's... Ahab? Would okay. It be? That's who I was thinking. Um, you know, like Moby Dick. You know, yeah. Ahab uh, yeah. is is uh, married to Jezebel. Okay, I'm sorry. And that's a uh, couple's. That's about a century earlier. Okay. During the time of Elijah and Elisha, this is Ahaz. Ahaz with a Z. Right? Okay. So Ahaz uh, is is living at a time when the Assyrian Empire is uh, is on the rise. Mm-hmm. And so the Assyrian Empire comes out of what's now in modern day Iraq. So mm-hmm. they were centered around uh, Mosul, if you remember that from mm-hmm. the. Iraq War. They were centered around Mosul and they were pushing their boundaries. They pushed them down to the Persian Gulf and then they were pushing them westward over to the Mediterranean. So they were threatening at this time. Uh, and uh, so Assyria was threatening and uh, was moving into the, the territory, threatening. Uh, and Ahaz, the good king, is worried. Uh, and so God sends to him the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah very famously says, Ask for a sign, whether in the heavens above or in the earth beneath. And Ahaz says, no, no, I will not tempt the Lord. I will not put the Lord to the test, right? So he kind of prevaricates, dodges the bullet. Uh, and Isaiah says, you know, you hypocrite. Well, the Lord will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Oh, that was to him. Wait a minute. Was he good or bad? You started this saying he was bad. Yeah, he's bad, yeah. Okay. 
He's bad, but then well, you're you confused just, already. I'm, I'm so confused already. Okay. Wait, so because because you're doing good, bad, good, bad. I thought. Oh, well, maybe but it's he's bad, bad. Good, bad, good. Okay, it's okay. bad, good. Yes. Right. Oh my goodness. See, no wonder why nobody can. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is bad. Okay. And it's bad, bad, good, yes. bad, good. That's exactly like I said. No, it's not. But okay, keep <laughs> carry on, carry on. Okay. So bad, good, bad. Good. Okay. So, so he's bad. Isaiah. This is the prophet. Right. So this is the, the prophet yeah. Isaiah, and uh, you know Isaiah delivers that very, very, very famous, famous prophecy. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call his name Emmanuel. Um, but it kind of goes flying over bad King Ahaz's head. Sure. And instead of turning to the Lord and trusting in him, he trusts in himself. He buys off the Assyrians. So, uh-huh. you know, if you can't fight them, buy them off. Okay. So he buys them off. The king of Assyria summons him to, uh, to pay homage to himself. And when uh, Ahaz comes back, he builds this little altar. So let me kind of read this. This okay. is in 2 Kings 16. Now, when King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath-Pilisar... Oh, I remember that name, yeah, from seminary. Tiglath-Pilisar, king of Assyria. He saw the altar that was there at Damascus. And King Ahaz sent to his own priest a model of this altar with its pattern, all in exact details. And Uriah the priest built that altar, just as as the king had told him. And when he came back, uh, the king drew near to the altar, and he burned his burnt offering upon it. And the bronze altar that had been there from the Lord, he removed. So... Uh, King Ahaz swears allegiance to the Assyrians, and as a result of that, when he comes back, he has this Assyrian altar, yep. which now is put in the temple in Jerusalem, and the original altar that Solomon had built uh, is kind of moved off to the side for mm, the storage. This so is to speak. not good. All right, so you see how the politics mm-hmm. and the religion play in. So yep. that's bad King that's Ahaz. That's bad King Ahaz. Uh, now, a couple years later, uh, the Assyrians uh, managed to to conquer the northern kingdom. Mm-hmm. So the northern kingdom is destroyed. Um, its people are deported and resettled elsewhere in the empire. That was their imperial policy. Those become the lost tribes of Israel. Okay, and this is around 700, right? Uh, 721. Yeah, 721, 721 BC. So they, uh, you know, the, those tribes are resettled in what's <coughs> now modern day Iran and other places. Uh, and then likewise, people from other parts of the Syrian Empire are imported and mm-hmm. settled in uh, some, in in Israel. And those people become the Samaritans. Right. So when, we, when we come to Jesus' day, we talk about the Samaritans. It's these these foreigners who were imported by the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. And who, who took on much of the Jewish religion. They're kind of like half, they, they're kind exactly. of like half Jewish, yeah. half. So they had the first five books of Moses. They mm-hmm. had their own temple, their own holy place. Right. But they claimed to be, you know, worshipers of the Lord God. Um the Israelites said, no, you're not. Right. So, and when Jesus meets the woman at the well, they have this discussion. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's bad King Ahaz. And mm-hmm. then he's followed by his son, the good King Hezekiah. Oh, yes, Hezekiah. And so during Hezekiah's time, uh, the uh, Assyrian king dies. Uh, and in the power vacuum that's left behind, revolts all across the empire break out. Mm-hmm. So his son, Sennacherib, uh, mm. takes the throne, but he's got, uh, he's got all these fires to put out all around the empire. So... You know, while he's busy trying to put down um, revolts uh, in Babylon, which would be like roughly the area of Baghdad. Mm, Okay. uh, Babylon, while he's doing that, meanwhile, out west, uh, where, uh, you know, in the Mediterranean, all these other states also break out and revolt. And so Hezekiah, the good king, this is 2 Kings 18, when he revolts against the king, this is how he does it. Uh, so Hezekiah removed the high places and he broke the pillars and he cut down the Asherah and he cut down all these other things that his father Ahaz had mm-hmm. put into place. 
he held fast to the Lord and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. Wow. Did he so, take out the thing in the temple? Apparently it's still there. I mean, maybe okay. move to the side or something. But, okay. But the point is the, the was political good. revolt, mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand with this political symbolism of you know cleaning out the temple. Okay. Well, uh, the Assyrian king, Sennacherib, he puts down the revolts in the east, comes sweeping around to the west. Hezekiah's allies decide to make peace. Uh, and so now Hezekiah is left holding the bag by himself. Oh. So he's left alone. But Hezekiah turns to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Hezekiah turns to the Lord. Uh, the prophet Isaiah is still active. Uh, he goes to Isaiah. Isaiah prays for him. He turns to God, cries out to God for help, and God delivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God sends a plague which uh, decimates the Assyrian troops. And as a result, the king of Assyria has to withdraw from Jerusalem and go back home. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the good king Hezekiah. Okay, so now was the was the redemption part of you know how he prayed for fifteen more years of his life? Is that before or after? I think that's after. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so Hezekiah's story is a little confusing. Yeah, but, you know the Hezekiah timeline. turns and he says, uh, "Where to go to?" So Hezekiah prays to God, "O Lord God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are God. You are alone. All the kingdoms of the earth are yours. Incline your ear and open your eyes." Hear and see the words of Sennacherib, the Assyrian mm-hmm. king, which mock you, the living God. Uh, truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste to nations and lands. They have cast uh, the gods of other peoples into the fire because they were not gods. But you are God. And so now, Lord, turn and save okay. us, yep. so which God does. Good. So again, there's this, the political and the religious yep. go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So Hezekiah, and as you said, he prays for 15 more years. Mm-hmm. God grants it to them. He lives 15 more years. Mm-hmm. He passes away. Uh, and his son Manasseh takes Ooh. the throne, and so this is a bad king. Yeah, Manasseh, very bad. Uh, as a matter of fact, Manasseh turns out to be the worst of the kings of the southern kingdom right. of Judah. Uh, but Manasseh, you know, the, the wider picture is Manasseh kind of drew the the luck of the draw. He was living at a time when the Assyrian Empire reached its greatest extent. Uh, and okay. so during the time of Manasseh, the Assyrian Empire... Um, defeated the Egyptians, and so they ruled from the Nile River all the way over to the Tigris and Euphrates. Um, you know, from the Mediterranean to the Persian Gulf, it was all under Assyrian control, and Manasseh found himself smack dab in the middle of it. So one could argue that, you know, really, what what kind of choice did he have? He had to swear allegiance to the uh, Assyrians, which he did. And as you can imagine, when he swore allegiance to the Assyrians, it also meant religious changes, mm-hmm. right? So we have in chapter 21, verse 3, So Manasseh rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He erected altars for Baal. He made an Asherah. Um, he worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. He, he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. He built altars for the hosts of heaven in the courts of the Lord. The Assyrians worshipped these, uh, the, the sun and the moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. And so these are Assyrian altars. Uh, he burned his son as an offering and so oh. on and so forth. Just terrible, terrible things. Well, you said he had to do that. He didn't have to do it. I no, mean, he didn't have to. But I mean, one he could, had a lot of political pressure, pressure on him. But right. like, if you think of Daniel living in a, you know, no, the Babylonian time not. and the pressure, and he didn't bow down. But yes, he didn't have to. But the pressure was great, and he was not enough of a man. Right. Right. So the pressure was great upon him, and so he swore allegiance to the Assyrians, Got and it. as a result, there was this religious uh, degeneration during the time of Manasseh. Okay. So that's our third king. Okay. Right? Fourth and, now, and final. And now we get to the fourth and final king, Josiah. Josiah. Who is a 
good king. Good king. And he's one of the best. You can right? always tell if people have named their children after someone, if they're good or bad. And I know a couple of yeah. Josiahs. Yeah, I don't know true. any Hezekiahs. No, it's kind of an odd name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, Josiah is a good king. Josiah is a good king. Uh, and again, he has the fortune of living at a time when Assyria declines. And so in Manasseh's day, Assyria was at its greatest extent. Okay. Kind of in a sense, it sort of overreached. Mm. You know, it got too big for its bridges. Yep, that happens. And there is a slow, a long, slow time of decline lasting several decades where first the Egyptians won their independence back. And then uh, the Babylonians, they first win independence as a city-state, and then they begin to push out from there. And so at this time, which lasted a couple of decades, you know, the, the Assyrian Empire slowly crumbles and collapses. Uh, Josiah takes the throne, and he declares his independence. And so as you can imagine, mm. declaring his independence from Assyria, mm-hmm. he then cleans out the temple. Mm-hmm. So he reverses everything that his grandfather Manasseh had done. And it's really astonishing, you know. We think we kind of think of the golden ages, you know, back in the days and back in the days of the Bible that everybody knew the Lord and they all walked with Him. Oh boy! And that is like no, in no sense. The no, case. that's not true. So this is Second Kings twenty-three, and it gives you a sense of just how far things had fallen. So King Josiah commanded the priests, uh, and they they brought out all of the temples. They, they brought out from the temple of the Lord. All the vessels for Baal, for Asherah, for all the hosts of heaven, that is the sun, the moon, the stars. He burned them outside of Jerusalem. Uh, he deposed the priests whom Judah had ordained to make offerings. Uh, those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, to the hosts of heavens. He brought out the Asherah, which would be a fertility pole. You can mm-hmm. imagine what that looked like, right? From the, the house of the Lord. So one of these things right in the house of the Lord itself. Hmm. A fertility pole? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he broke down the houses of the male cult prostitutes, which were related to the fertility bowl. Wow. And so, you know, you had these male cult prostitutes who were doing their thing in the temple itself. Um, Sounds like the Grammys or something. It really does, doesn't it? It's (laughs) crazy. Uh, He defiled Topheth, which is in the valley outside, the Valley of Hinnom. That's so that no one might burn his son or daughter as an offering. Oh, my goodness. So the, the elites were... To secure the favor of this false god Moloch, they would mm-hmm. offer their, their children. Wow. Uh, he removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun, kind of like, you know, Apollo rides his chariot, mm-hmm. uh, which were at the entrance of the house of the Lord. And it just kind of goes on and on, on, and, and, on. and on. And so it gives you a sense of just how far things had fallen in the time of Manasseh, mm-hmm. that when Josiah cleans out the temple, I mean, it's like all of this, all of these idols and all of these false gods just come, come out of the temple. So Josiah does a wonderful job. He cleans out the temple in part to show his independence uh, from the king of Assyria and his allegiance to the Lord God of Israel. Uh, But then politics intervene. And so Assyria is up in modern day Iraq. um, And Assyria was crumbling, but it was crumbling because the people beating up on Assyria were even worse than the Assyrians. That was the Babylonians. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, And so Egypt, looking at the geopolitics, Egypt said... You know, we need a buffer between us and these terrible Babylonians. And so the Egyptian pharaoh went up to support the Assyrians in battle against Mm. the Babylonians uh, to create a buffer state. Um, Josiah didn't want the Assyrians to be supported because he had just declared independence from them. So Josiah goes out to fight against the Egyptians and prevent them from coming to the help of the Assyrians. There's a big battle in Megiddo, like the Battle of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Big battle in Megiddo, Josiah is killed. And then the southern kingdom becomes first a puppet state of Egypt. Um, But uh, then shortly after that, the Egyptians lose to the Babylonians. Now the Babylonians take over. So 
the, the southern kingdom becomes now a puppet state to, to uh, the Babylonian Empire. And as you can imagine, when there's a death of the Babylonian king, revolts break out. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of a familiar pattern by this yep. point. Revolts break out. Uh, and so this happens twice, where a revolt breaks out in the east. The people in the west say, hey, here's our chance. Things don't turn out. The first time the Babylonians come back um, and they deport uh, the, the nobility and the ruling classes, they deport them to Babylon, put a new king in place. Ten years later, same thing happens, and now they come back in a fury, and they tear the whole city to the ground, they tear the temple to the ground, they tear the walls around the city to the ground, they oh burn it to, to ashes, uh, slaughter just about everyone, and bring those who are left off into exile. Wow. Uh, so that's kind and that's, of... <clears throat> Excuse me, that's in like the 500s, right? Yeah, that's in 597 and 587 BC, right? And so the exile is a, uh, the Babylonian exile is a catastrophe for the people. Mm -hmm. um, And really a a very traumatic event. Uh, It's very much like the Holocaust. Yeah. Where, how could this happen to us? Where Mm -hmm. is God in this kind of thing? Right. Um, But that's where the the history ends, at least for this point. Okay. But the scheme is, right? Uh, the, The big picture to keep in mind is that the spiritual history of the people is interwoven with the political history uh, of the time that they declare independence from the Assyrians or the Babylonians or they swear allegiance to them and which way they go really de- kind of determines what's going on in the temple. Um, and hmm. that uh, there's this this pattern of bad, good, bad, good. Bad, good, bad, bad Ahaz, mm-hmm. good Hezekiah, bad Manasseh, Got good it. Josiah. Wait, is Josiah the one that found the scrolls? Yeah, so Josiah is the one, so when he's... Um, when he's cleaning out the temple with all these, you know, fertility things and whatnot, right. they find a scroll, and when they read it, they realize, uh-oh, we've, we've really fallen a long <laughs> they way. They find the law. Yeah, they find the law, which probably the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe it had uh, um, been put on a shelf and no one had read it for decades right. or something like that. Now, it had been passed down, I guess, by the faithful people through mm-hmm. word of mouth, right? But they find it's kind of like they find it and... They realized they hadn't been living up to it. Yeah, they realized just how far they had fallen. Right. And so that's that's one of the things that really spurs Josiah to uh, to have a thorough reform. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I mean, though he was able to thoroughly reform the nation spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, politically he was killed in battle, and the nation became a puppet state. Yes. Okay. So that is the history of the divided kingdoms and their takedowns. Now, what comes next? What should they read and what's next? Uh, week? So next week, so we're going to finish up book two. Okay. Next week, we finish up book two. And so if you have the Crossways book, it's unit chapter 20. It's talking about holy war. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know what to read in the Bible for that. Yes. So I'd say just, you just... know. Just think about holy war. Yeah, just think about that. So we'll talk about <laughs> That'll that be next a week. very enlightening thing to think yeah. about for the week. And then, of course, the week after that is Ash Wednesday. Oh, so yes. On February uh, 22nd 22nd. is Ash Wednesday. We have services uh, at 10 o'clock and 6.30. Mm-hmm. And so you can start thinking about what it is you're going to do for Lent. That's right. You mm-hmm. can maybe give up history. Oh, I could give up history. Yes, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, whenever we ask our kids, they're like, we're going to give up school. Mm-hmm. We're going to give up. What vegetables else? yeah but well johnny yeah. says that yes which is not far from where he's already at but anyways all right well we hope you all have a good week thank you